five, four, three, two, one. Ignition sequence start. One of us is lefty, one of us is lanky, and one of us can't reach the top shelf. Three washed up best friends with the same goal, to shoot one round under par. Welcome to T-72. This is welcome back to episode four, which I think we're titling The Comeback. The Comeback. That's fitting. No, no come intended. Well, (laughs) my question is, and Connor, you and I had this conversation briefly a while ago, is Mm -hmm. like, if you go out to, to a course, or I think it was Palmer and I actually, if you go out to a course, you play from the tips, it's a nine hole course, and you shoot under par on that nine. Are you allowed to play the same nine again to try and shoot your under par round, or does it just not count? Mm, I would say it has to be 18. Yeah, like, I, feel, I feel like it has to be 18. 18 yeah. if, if we're going to do it official and it's got to be from the tips, I feel like it's got to be on an official 18 hole course as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you got to come back tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even, uh, it's not a comeback. I just need to play well. Yeah, no, you played well today, so. I think we're still waiting on, uh, we're still waiting on my comeback. Straight taking two and a half weeks off of golf. You haven't, yeah. I'm on a a hiatus. Well, I didn't, I I was in Cal, I was in California. Um, obviously obviously I didn't bring my clubs there, so, uh, I was over there. You have an itch. Dude, I do, especially after caddying all day today and not getting to play, literally doing all of the work, none of the fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely have the itch. That's that's how I was when I caddied for Palmer. I got the itch so bad afterwards. Dude, and there were a couple there – there was a kid in his group that was just – he, he played pretty well, but he had some – It was his first tournament. He had some bad shots, and yeah. it just made me – I wanted to grab his clubs and just play for him. Palmer, you remember when I caddied for you how it was like – like no big deal. Like it was kind of normal. Wait, what? Like when I caddied for you during the club championship. Yeah, I remember that was fun. Yeah, but today I went into the the pro shop and I was like, "Hey, we're allowed to have caddies, right?" And he's like, "Uh, sure, I guess." And Connor, <laughs> dude, Connor was the only caddy out there. Everyone, everyone was at the the, the dude, first tee. So I know. Everyone was at the first tee, introducing themselves, like, "Oh, are you Group One B or whatever?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like introducing myself, and they're like, "So where's your where's your clubs?" I was like, "Oh no, I'm the caddy. <laughs> I'm James's caddy." Dude, and when I when I introduced him, well, I, James, I'm, that's because you you caddied for me in the GBO, not the club champ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a, that all makes sense. Yeah, because I was the only caddy out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was the only guy. And the and James's stupid golf bag. James's stupid golf bag is a piece of trash. Okay, my bag is not that bad. It's pretty uncomfortable, but it's not the worst thing ever. Anyways, we recorded this just mere afters after I'd completed my first round of the local club championship. My round was nothing short of a miracle. Of course, not missing out on the side of capitulation. Let's talk about that. Okay, yeah, we need to uh, we need to go over James's round. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't. I know what you scored, but 
I don't know how you scored it. So let's well, go hole by hole. I want to hear this. This was a. I mean, this is a big. When was the last time you played in a tournament? Yeah. How, when how I was nervous 14? were you on the first? Yeah. Game? So this is a like this is a big deal. This is your first real realistically yeah. your first adult tournament. For sure. Like, yeah, were you were you scared on T one like during? So on the range, I was stroking the ball. Thankfully, because my nerve, I thought I was gonna have to puke in the creek. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was so nervous. Dude, it's a local club champ. Chill. But dude, but but dude, but hasn't hasn't had a solid poop in days. Dude. <laughs> it's not even a lie. Dude. That's not even a lie. He texted me yesterday and he's like, dude, I haven't pooped in days. Um <laughs> dude, it, dude, it, okay. It had been three days until last night. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is not and that included today. I, I last night and and this morning at like six a.m. Couple times today. <laughs> I need to right <laughs> now. God. That's the Dude, you would literally <laughs> yourself on hole one if you didn't. So I'm extremely nervous. Like I'm gonna throw up, and I can't even hold my club straight. My hands are shaking so bad. I'm teeing off on hole number one, group B. So at the worst, at the worst, I'm on hole number one, and I get to watch people tee off in front of us. So right away, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be okay. Then with the people in our group, I'm like, let's flip a tee to see who goes first, second, third, fourth. And I got last. The first three were dead straight in the middle. Perfect drives. Oh, that's kind of scary. I step up and immediately forget everything that (laughs) has come back to me in the last two weeks on my swing. And I pull it off the the heel, basically sculled right towards the creek, like low. (laughs) Like, Like I'm like, my round's over. Somehow, I, we were walking up, and my ball is three inches from the hazard on the other side. Like it must have hit the, skipped off the water, hit the bushes, and then just popped out. Yeah. In safe. Oh my god! Yeah. Shout out! Shout out is to! It? Shout out to his caddy for uh, spotting that. So. Oh. Yeah, we just got. Also, hitting a provisional in the first tee is. That's it's a bad. It's a bad omen. Bad, bad omen. <laughs> but, That's literally around. Okay, so so. He, he hits his drive and he immediately turns around and like tries to laugh it off with the group. He's like, oh, it was bound to happen sometime. Oh, no. <laughs> and the group is all like, oh, yeah. After, after uh-huh. I had just introduced to, uh, them to my caddy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, so how far out are you on shot two? So from shot, dude, I'm literally six inches from from like the hazard on on the far side. So I'm. You two, have a stance and a swing though. Or? Oh yeah, I'm I'm two sixty and I pure it perfectly into the middle. Good layup. Yeah, great shot. And that's when my round started. Wow. To a, yes. a complete a complete shift in his mental approach yep. from the first shot to the second shot. After saving my first hole, I bounced around from one under to even to one over. I went out in 37, my second lowest nine of the year. Unfortunately, the back nine was not the same. Here's here's the real heartbreaker. Yeah, 10. 10 so I'm like, one. I, I finish and th- I go out in 37, one over. And I'm like, let's do some work on the back. Like, I just had a solid front nine. I really feel like I can go attack some of these holes. So on 10, I take out driver. I'm going over the water. And I oh, absolutely shit. cream it. It's perfect. Yeah. And it was money. It was money. I clear the water, but I must have one hopped into a tree and never came down. So that's like that's like two ninety. It's a, a two ninety carry. Two ninety carry, 
but the guy that hit before James, um, it, he took driver, he yeah. hit it, he had a great drive, he got over it. And but then, and he and he is just as long as me. Yeah. And he towed it. He said. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take driver. And I I I peered it. It was a great drive. Pull my third shot technically, and two putted bogey on ten. So what yeah. went from That's a not great bad. I know, but what went went from a great birdie look to a yeah. bogey? It was tough. But what I happened to hole eleven? If I stand corrected, what happened to so, hole eleven? So hole eleven, I'm I, I, I This is what I basically say in my head. You just did something you never do, and it didn't work. So go back to what you know. So I took seven iron. I laid up to, to 135 yards, but pin was back left, so it's super attackable. I took my 50 degree. That slope comes down, so I said, if you miss, miss right, it'll feed back down to the hole. And I stuffed it close, five yes. feet. Yeah, great shot. I mean, it was a pin seeker the whole way, and it felt so good. And drained the birdie putt. So birdie on hole so, 11. So I'm back to even on the back nine. Birdie after bogey is so much better than bogey after birdie, honestly. 12 and pretty routine five. Nice. Par. Right. Par. Yep. So you're one over through 13. I'm, through 12. Yep, I'm one over through 12. Yep. 13 right. uh, straight away, par four, two putt, par. So you have four holes left and you're one over. Uh, I have five holes left. That was hole 13. With some of the hardest holes behind me, I was all but done, or so I thought. My performance on those last holes was nothing short of a train wreck. Bogey became the new par, and double bogey was just around the corner. I came off the 18th hole playing the last four holes at four over. A disappointment to myself and our listeners. Listeners, I'm sorry for once again being unable to control my capitulation. Went out on the back nine and 40, so 77, which is the lowest round of this podcast so far. That is true. Yep. Yep. Overall, though, I think like it was a good, it was a good round. Um, Try and keep your levels the same. He, uh, Dude, you get no, really I'm, quiet and then you get really I was loud. sensing a good round from James and I'm like extremely proud of him. So, <laughs> yeah. He was just job, a dude. couple. Thanks. He was just a couple little couple little shots away from from putting together dude that's what it is super yep. round but you still have tomorrow dude you have 18 yeah. more holes this yeah. tournament is not over but in fact it was indeed over but we'll dive into that next time kind of surprising though that the uh the field isn't playing all that well like james and the six that are ahead of him or the five that are ahead of him are in the 70s everyone else like there was a few in the 80s everybody else is like 90s and 100s and above dude (laughs) brutal (laughs) like brutal i was looking at the scores i was looking at the scores and i was like (laughs) i kind of wanted to grab my clubs and go play i was like i could i could place (laughs) 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 although i had a slight capitulation coming into the 18th I realized that the things I'd been working on in my plan were improving my game. You remember last episode, Palmer's plan was hardly a plan, and this time, he came prepared. So I, have, I listed four things that I'm struggling with. So number one, so it's not in any importance, like what's more important, what's least, what's least important. They're all equally important to me. But number one is, if I'm playing on the course, I have 
I'm hitting it well. And then all of a sudden I'll like do this miss where I do like a duck hook into the freaking trees or something. And it comes out of nowhere. And it, the more I've been playing, the less it happens, but it still happens. See, and that's, that's a big thing that, I mean, you still have to finish your talking about your plan Palmer. And then I'll talk a little bit about mine, but that's, <laughs> Palmer, that's Connor's a big plan thing. doesn't exist. Don't let him walk. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Connor didn't do shit. A big part of my plan is not thinking about golf. Yeah, a big part uh, of your plan is not coming up with a plan. Yeah. Reverse psychology, my guy. Uh, but I feel like every time I play an actual round, I'm always like trying to shoot the best round of my life. And I just end up getting frustrated when it doesn't happen. And, yeah. I, and I feel like it just it makes me a worse golfer. Like I feel like... A big reason that I didn't even want to think about golf for the past, I mean, I was traveling, so it was like a perfect time to just not think about golf, but I didn't want to even think about it because I feel like the more I think about it, the more, like it's making my game worse. I feel like I need to hit the range and I need to just dial my mechanics until it feels like, like until I build that confidence. You probably need to completely rearrange your mechanics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> But I don't want to take a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Problem. Well, I, I remember when we started this podcast, you said you could do it all yourself. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. I don't want to take a lesson. I don't, um, I don't know okay, Palmer. Anybody. Yeah, back back to your plan. So that's the first problem. Second problem is I'm missing my up and downs, which I talked about. Number three, I three putt a lot if it's outside of forty plus feet. And then number four is. I'll like step up to a ball and no matter how bad my mental thought is like during when I'm addressing the ball, I'm almost like just way I'm impatient. Like I can't step away. I was like, I just want to see what happens if I hit this. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm trying to get it, see what happens. And then it's always freaking bad. So then the four things I want to do for those problems is number one, uh, so that I don't, have that hook i'm gonna hit 70 range balls three times per week which i've been doing and i've probably been doing more because i'm i go almost every day and a medium bucket's about 70 balls that's what i get every time uh number two was the up and down thing so i want to do a green sesh and a chipping green sesh and get the five up and downs in a row and then i'll like i said medium difficulty so like nothing no like easy up and downs, but no, like ridiculously hard ones. Uh, number three, I'm going to two putt five long lag putts in a row. That's a little easier for me personally. And I was like doing that pretty consistently. Number four, uh, I'm going to make myself step away from a ball. Like if I have any bad thoughts, even if it's on the range and it's like, been, I've honestly not been good at doing that. Cause I'm still impatient, but I've been trying, but it's paid off. Like, I can tell I haven't played around recently, but at the range, I've been hearing so much, so many more shots. I'm even getting to the point where I'll be like, all right, I'll try and hit a 20 yard fade, a 10 yard fade, a 30 yard fade. And yeah, I'm not going to hit it every time, but it's way more consistent than it used to be. Yeah. So yeah. I do this, I do this drill. You don't do anything. Um, I do this drill where I just, I, I get a bucket of balls and I try to hit at least one good shot out of that whole bucket you, of balls. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and 
that seems to work pretty well for me. So then, well, you have to record every single swing and then keep the video where you strike it that one time. <laughs> yeah, and then send it to the group chat like swing is dialed. Okay, my guy. <laughs> you know I I got something. I got some some honesty for you, which okay, is I got two things. One. <laughs> Palmer and I talk about patience and you never do. And you are the worst in the whole group about it. You will run through a bucket of balls in 10 minutes. Yeah, it's true. Dude, 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 dude. You're, you're like, like you're automatic yeah, and like not in a good way. I'm a machine. I'm a machine on the range. If, if Connor could have like a top golf feeder to him and he just like, <laughs> it would just, he could I just need, keep swinging. I need, a caddy, I need a caddy on the range. I need a ball caddy on the range. Honestly, yeah, it's like you're hitting the bucket just to say you hit the bucket, not to actually improve between shots. Yeah, no, that's that. No, absolutely, no, you're absolutely right because, and that's a big thing with my <sighs> that I need to like I need to revise my approach to when I'm when I'm actually practicing because I, when I go and I hit, hit balls on the range, I feel like. Like when I start hitting balls, like it feels it feels pretty good. Like my swing will feel good, and then it just starts to fall apart, and I don't know why. And it and it frustrates yep. me. And so I start hitting the ball, and I like, and then I'm like, oh, like that shot that shot sucked. So I move on to the next ball, and I'm like, I hit it again. And it's like, oh well, fuck, that one sucked suck too. So I like move on yep. to the next one, and then it just like, and then I capitulate, you know. And then it just gets frustrating because I'm like, I know it doesn't feel right, and I know like. So I like try to switch little things up and then I'll hit a good shot and I try to repeat it and I can't. And so I'm like, dude, and so I just like yeah. start burning. Like I'm not even th at that point. I'm not even thinking anymore. Like I'm not getting any. And honestly, I think that's something I need to do is when I need to my range, like I need to hit the range more than I need to play golf. So like I, I need to go hit balls. Yeah. I need to like, I need to dial my mechanics. Yeah. And when I'm not like when my swing feels garbage and i can't figure out why like kind of like james was doing today and you were talking about in your plan i need to take a step back and like approach it like it's a shot on the course and i'm not on the range yeah but sometimes there is those shots also where no matter how many times you step away from it it's always going to feel awkward yeah or scary so yeah. those you have to be hella focused no the, just, those i think it, yeah it comes down to focus but it also comes down to confidence like you need to just yeah. know I'm not comfortable, but I know this is going to be good. Yeah, but that's yeah. how I feel when I take every shot. <laughs> like you guys are talking about, you guys are talking about like, oh, like I'm walking up to the ball and I hit a baby drop. I hit a baby drop or a, a slight cut fade or whatever. You can't do that. <laughs> a cut fade is like a double break in the air. <laughs> money better. And I'm like, yeah, I, uh, so I'm, I'm like trying to dial, I'm trying to dial just like, hitting the ball you know like hitting the ball straight where, where connor said how like you started like i feel like almost everyone can can kind of relate to this at least amateurs where like you start a range session you're striping it and then it's almost like if you hit too many balls you get worse and i think that's just because you at first when you're starting a range session like you're using your natural ability and athleticism and like you're really focused and then you're more depending on like and you just get i think you get more focused on your grip mechanics and like you start losing just even trying to make good contact, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're, just, you're overthinking everything. So, but okay. So my second thing for Connor is <laughs> you, you sent me a text the other day to go on a golf vacation that was going to cost $2,500. <laughs> 
<laughs> have you looked into getting uh, new wedges? Have I looked into getting new wedges? Um, no. I, no, I have not looked at getting new wedges. Um, <laughs> the golf vacation was a, that was a spur of the moment thing. Cause I've been looking at traveling this fall and, uh, I saw this, like this thing pop up, uh, and it was like, it was like unlimited. It was an unlimited golf, uh, trip in the Azores in Portugal or the Azores in Portugal, these islands off the coast of Portugal. And I was going to go back to Portugal anyways, cause that's like one of my favorite countries in Europe that I've been to. And, uh, I was like, Oh dude, that's perfect. I was like, I can combine the trip and golf when I haven't even golfed in two and a half weeks because I, because <laughs> I needed a break. I needed a mental health break. We're gonna call this segment "Mental Health Awareness" with Connor. <laughs> Come back in two weeks when he's ready to swing a club again. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. This now, is gonna this is gonna turn into. Uh, James and Palmer try to improve at golf while Connor just <laughs> <laughs> comments on it. No, uh, no, I um, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, I was like, we should talk about on the podcast who we think is going to give up first. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was probably because you're about to give <laughs> up. <laughs> I was like. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if uh, Connor's like, I have a really good talking point. Uh, <laughs> I'm retiring from the game of golf. Uh, no, I um, I actually do. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to hit some balls because I feel like I feel like stepping away. Um, like I'm ready to, to kind of like go to the range and just start figuring things out. Because uh, realistically, I'm in a worse spot than I thought. Like initially, when I came out here to do this. Um, and like, I thought, I thought I was going to build off of the great rounds that I was having. Cause everything felt good when I started playing again. And, um, but since that point, I've just lost all my feel, all my confidence. Um, like even <clears throat> like watching you on the course today and watching guys hit, I was like, I was like, dude, like, I don't, I don't know if I could be hitting some of these shots. Like you were, you were talking about like hitting your. Like on that, on that hole where you hit like right. that, that perfect draw, you did exactly what you said you were going to do. And I was like, dude, um, if I did that, it would have been on accident. Like I can't, like I, I, I can't, I can't go out there picture my shot and hit it because I can go out there and picture my shot all day long. Like I'll picture it in my head, but I can't get my body to follow what my mind is trying to do. And yeah. that has like, that's frustrating for me because like I can have all the confidence in the world. And I can approach it with like a mental thing like, oh, I see this shot. I'm going to hit this shot and it's going to happen. But when I can't make it happen, it's like, all right, well, what am I doing wrong? And then I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And so it just compounds. I'm like, all right, well, I want to get better. But hitting the shot, you, the, sorry, I think hitting the shape you want to hit on the course comes from the range. Exactly. For sure. Like, exactly. So Because what I did play, <laughs> I played a nine holes a week ago and it was the first nine I played after like going to the range a lot. And yeah, I shot four over, but I had some insane shots where like I had to do a huge hook and I pulled it off and then I like parred the hole and it felt so good. It's like, I would have never been able to do that. But I like trying to shape a shot. There's no way I would even thought about that, but now it's like, I'm trying shit. And then I did like a huge slice that I had to do the next hole and like to do a hook. And then a slice was like never achievable for me. 
So that was sick. That that to me is the the it, most fun the part right. about golf is like all these different shot shapes you can do depending on where the pins at or depending on where you're at. Yeah, and and, and, and I, like you need to be able to do that to go under par. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't think you do because watching John today, and he probably has shot par under par multiple times. Yeah. And he's straight dude, as arrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's he's so consistent. Yeah. Every single swing yeah. he has is this exact same. He hits the ball in the same spot every time, and he knows when he steps up to the ball that he's gonna put it exactly where he's planning on. Yeah, yeah. That's because he's probably played golf for fifty years. <laughs> it's just like he's had his swing like literally in a slot, and he can't yeah. get it out. Yeah. So my game is in Operation Fixer Upper mode. I'm like, I need to do a complete teardown remodel. So, so is that your plan before the season's over? Yes. My plan, I'm like, I'm not, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't play another 18 holes before the snow comes. I think I'll, I think I'll hit the range and I might play nine, but I think playing eight, I mean, if you texted me tomorrow and were like, e, you want to play 18 holes? Yeah, you go. Yeah, 100% <laughs> I'm going to play 18 holes. Um, but like on my own, at least, uh, I think I'm just I'm just gonna try to uh, fix my mechanics. Like I need to go to the range, even like because I could go into the details of yeah my short game sucks and that's where I lose a lot of my strokes is my short game. It's like yeah I need to work on that, but before I can work on that, I need like I need to be confident in my mechanics at the very like at the basic level of my swing, and that for me for the rest of this year is priority number one is building my fundamentals to a point where it's it's muscle memory. Palmer, what is going on in the background of your Yeah, there's like a in the background. Are you straight clapping? Really? Oh. How about now? Yeah, it's Hello? Nice. what was it? <laughs> yeah, what was that, Bobby? I don't know. I had you guys on speaker. I I was I was cracking my knuckles. No, it was like <laughs> For it was the past like this. 15 minutes? It was like this. I don't know, dude. But Sucks. Shelby is waiting on me <laughs> for dinner, so. Uh, um, okay. I probably do have to head out. Okay, well, um, that probably but, can... Did you want to, yeah, James, did you want to talk about your plan or uh, your round tomorrow? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I'm afraid for my round tomorrow because everything today <laughs> felt pretty good, and I just know, I know that there's always a low after uh, the high that I'm experiencing right now, so... And that low did come, came hard, came fast, and with no mercy. Do you choke down a beef storm at the turn? <laughs> no, uh, no. We had a we had a ham and cheese croissant. 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 Ooh, and a Mountain Dew. Dude, that, was that was probably my problem. mistake. You need to choke down that beef storm dick meister at the turn. <laughs> <so you laughs> the Before there are any misconceptions or uncontrollable life-altering rumors spread let me break down exactly what a beef storm dickmeister is to put it simply it is what we call the 16 inch rotisserie hot dog the clubhouse serves that one must indulge in at the turn a parcel of local myth and local golf lore the beef storm is said to give those that slip it past their lips an extra 15 yards on the tee box in number 10 uh the old the old gas station roller 
Beastorm Dickmeister? Yeah. Palmer, why don't you leave us? They're like 10-inch dogs. They're like beef dogs. They're so green. They are. They're pretty long. You know where else they're they feel so good? good. <laughs> Palmer, why <laughs> Palmer's like creaming himself over there. He's like, go oh, the beef store. Palmer, why don't you you part us with uh, some words of advice for tomorrow? And yeah. that'll that'll end the podcast. All right. Let's get the uh this let's get the word. daily okay. the daily palmer. Word of advice. Are you taking off hole one again? I don't know. We have no idea. All right, well, if you tee off hole one, aim, like, literally over the bunkers and just swing as hard as you can. Because, <laughs> dude, straight up, hole one is literally as wide as a football field. Like, you cannot <laughs> miss. As long as you don't top it in the creek, there's no danger. Yeah. So, yeah. that's my advice. Thanks, dude. That really um, helps. Also, there's going to be... Yeah, I yeah, appreciate that, Palmer. That was, that was important. Thanks for listening to this episode of T-72. If you like the podcast, give us a rating and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Catch us next time where there's a change to the rules and a new all-time low. Thanks for listening to this episode of T-72. Catch us next time where we have no idea what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about the... (laughs) Catch us next time. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we might you not know. even talk about that. No, and I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> you know, I was going to keep going until I got one of you to laugh so it wasn't silent and cringy. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, All right. Well, uh. <laughs> <laughs>